0: postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Thanks for coming back to the Mystical Motherhood podcast. This week, I'm going to speak about becoming pregnant as you get older and things you need to think about in your process of having a child. More and more women are delaying um, making their families, and issues around fertility can arise when this decision is finally made to actually have a baby. And I want to talk about everything that you should think about, about egg quality and about egg quantity today and things that I see in the Fertility Center. I also want to ask you, if you like this podcast and it helps you, please leave a rating. Please leave a message under iTunes. It really helps this, this, these messages to reach so many more women. And you can always write in with any questions to Mystical motherhood.com. So to begin today, I want to talk about what you will expect, uh, what you should expect on your road to becoming pregnant. So if you're less than 35 years of age and you've been trying for over 12 months to have a baby, you should seek a medical treatment. So I don't recommend going into an OBGYN to have your fertility looked at. I've seen a lot of clients come into a fertility center who spent years with an OBGYN and never really was properly tested, um, for the, the things that really need to be looked at when you're trying to become pregnant. So anytime that you need help on the road to becoming pregnant, you need to go to an actual fertility specialist at a fertility center. It's worth the money. Um, to do that. I believe if this is what you really want. So if you're below the age of 35, you can expect to become usually to become pregnant in the first year if you don't have any fertility issues because you have to look at pregnancy as a bell curve. So many people on the bell curve will get pregnant in the beginning and so many people on the bell curve will get pregnant at the end around this 12 month cycle. There's a couple of practitioners that say, that are pretty famous that say, you know, give yourself 18 months. But I believe if you wanna have a child and you wanna make sure your health is pregnant or, or your health is good and you want this baby, you should take, you know, precautions and really look at all the aspects that can affect your health. So if you're over the age of 35 and even into your 40s and you're trying to become pregnant for six months, and it doesn't happen, then you need to go into a fertility specialist. And what the fertility specialist is gonna do is it's gonna look at your egg quality and your egg quantity. And these can are mainly tested by three tests. AMH, which I've talked about in previous podcasts, FSH, and then it's something called an AFC. Your AMH and FSH are blood tests. And the AFC is when your doctor will look at both of your ovaries and to see how many resting eggs or um, resting follicles that you have within them. And they can see this via sonography within, a, within one visit, within the first visit. The most important value we really look at as is AMH. And the AMH value is going to tell us your how many eggs you have left within your ovaries, basically. And the amount of eggs you have left within your ovaries um, corresponds with the quality of the eggs that you have left in your ovaries. So there are some some research research out there that shows um, where you would fall within the bell curve of other women who have been tested um, within different ages after the age of 35 and onwards and their level of AMH um, within each of these categories. So, to, lo- to know a little bit more about egg, if you're having a problem getting pregnant, about your egg quality and quantity. Each woman is born with a set number of eggs, and you release an egg each time that you ovulate, about 14 days before you have your period. So as you get older, you have fewer and fewer eggs, and the h- eggs that you actually have aren't easily fertilized by a man's sperm. That's because as you get older, the egg quality goes down, And the chromosomes are typically more abnormal. So if if you're around the age of 40 and you're having trouble becoming pregnant or you do become pregnant, it's oftentimes because there's abnormalities within the chromosomes of your eggs because of their age. That's why it's incredibly vital as you get older to become tested and if you're not in a relationship right now, and you don't see yourself in a relationship for a very, very long time, we I don't want you to wait to get tested or wait to have a family. And I want you to think about something called freezing your eggs. I know that sounds like a lot of work, and it sounds absolutely terrifying to do so. But what happens is... If you wait until you're over 35 and your egg quality and quantity isn't good, the fertility center can't do anything to fix that. And what's happened in our public news is that women in, you know, famous women are having babies at an older age. I think Madonna had a baby at 49 and and other women are having babies really older. So women are counting on going to a fertility center and assuming that the fertility center is going to be able to provide them a baby and that it's going to be easy and almost I would say eighty percent of the women that walk in the door are expecting that the fertility center is—they're going to walk out with a child, despite their age—and that's not the case, because we can't change your egg quality and quantity, and we can't change the pre-existing issues that are happening within your own body, um, that make that require you to come in for infertility what these women are doing that are in the public eye, that are, they are pregnant, and you're thinking that they're creating babies of these older ages, is they're doing donor eggs. And so what the donor eggs are women that are usually not older than 31 years old, are volunteering, they're being highly screened and watched, and they're going through the process of Donating their eggs within one IVF cycle and freezing them for other women to utilize because they're healthy and young. And so these donor eggs can be used as, um, used by any woman. And that's the reality of the technology that's on our planet right now. And that's the reality of a new aspect of motherhood because a lot of things that are stopping us from starting a family, such as going to school, or um, having you know a lot of children and then waiting for the last one, a lot of women are not open to using donor eggs. It, they wouldn't want to hold a baby that is not their own. It wouldn't even be it, it wouldn't even be a consideration, especially if they have a religious beliefs or you know belief systems around that. I want to go over some statistics found on the national a national summary report for assisted reproductive technology. And excuse me if my cadence goes a little off because I'm looking at a lot of numbers right now, but I want to get this out there for you. So I want to give you a summary. So if a patient is coming in to a fertility center, so this is this is data from fertility centers all across the United States, and it's the, the it's the live birth rates for women who are going into the center by age group that are using um, IVF to become pregnant. So if you're less than 35 and you're going into fertility center, your live birth rate will be, and you're in having problems with infertility, will be 46%. This is within the center. If you're 35 to 47, it'll be 34%. If you're 38 to 40, it will be 21%. If you're 41 to 42, it'll be 10%. And if you're over 42 years old, it'll be 3.1%. So that means women who have tried to have babies on their own for 6 months to 12 months, couldn't get pregnant, then went into a fertility center. So we don't know about the ones that got pregnant. This is just the ones that needed help with IVF to become pregnant. So they didn't use in uterine um, insemination, meaning they didn't use just sperm being inseminated into them. They used IVF to become pregnant. And so if you go to the age of over 42, only 3.1% of women at um, over the age of 42 became pregnant with their own eggs. So back to what I was saying before, is we have an assumption that... that medicine can create a modern miracle within our body. And we don't really know what causes egg health. I mean, we know it's genetics. And if we know about what I talk about with mystical motherhood, I, I, I use epigenetics as my basis of basis of describing everything to you guys. And epigenetics says our thoughts or emotions, behaviors, or, um, I'm, I'm sorry, our thoughts, our emotions, our environment, and our food is programming our genetics and our genes. So perhaps we don't have any research on this that I know of, but perhaps the women ha- that have had incredibly healthy, you know, lifestyle, maybe their eggs will, will last a little bit longer, or be a little bit healthier, or their chromosomes within the eggs will not go abnormal as fast. I do not know this. I cannot prove this. I would have just assumed so. I would also assume that it has something to do with your familial tendencies. So this is an assumption. This is not scientific research. But if your mother had children late or your sisters had children late, or it may correspond to what your ability is. I do not know if there's proof on that. Now I want to go over what it's like if you were to use a donor egg at these ages. So a lot of women who really want to have a baby and they've put it off because of whatever reason could be health, anything. And they couldn't get pregnant with their own eggs. Will often use donor eggs. Women who choose to do use donor eggs tend to begin to get a bond with the baby with when they become pregnant. No matter if they find that this child is you know not essentially theirs, the child becomes theirs within the pregnancy. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's exactly what my new book Fertile is all about. It's about creating that bond within the womb and the programming of that child while you're pregnant. And I truly believe that if you want to have a child with all the technology that we have available right now, you can still do that. But we have to let go of all these belief systems of the way it should happen and focus more on, you know, becoming the best person that you can be and changing your your own life your your mental, spiritual, physical and and general well-being so that you can hold that baby within you and and raise a conscious child. So now I'm going to go over quickly there's not that many statistics but if you were to use a donor egg let's say you're over the age of 42 and you want to become pregnant, and you couldn't get pregnant via IVF or via in uterine insemination, and you're not willing to give up. The percentage of donor eggs for all ages. So now the all the statistics of less than 35 and over 42 have been put into one bundle, and the singleton birth um, births per cycle. So this is per cycle. So with one egg transferred is about 40 percent with all fresh donor eggs and with frozen donor eggs it's about 33 percent That means it's just there the eggs are frozen. There's no difference. It's fresh is just coming directly from the donor. So 33 to 40 percent that's per cycle so per embryo transfer. So it statistically and significantly goes up with the use of donor eggs, because these eggs are essentially coming from a 31-year-old or less female who has volunteered and been paid to provide her eggs, and has also been her history and her health has been looked at. So these are some things to think about. And a lot of women assume that if they're older and they want to start a family, it's going to be very easy, and it's, there's not going to be any issues around that, and they're going to be able to smooth, smoothly slide into motherhood. And sometimes, and, and oftentimes, I'm sure they can, but there is a reality of a quality and quantity as we get older that we can't just move aside if in the future you want to have a family, So if you're thinking about having a family and you are 35 years old, or even if you're 32 or 31 years old and you don't have a partner yet, but you know you want to have a family sometime in the future, you may want to think about freezing your eggs, And that can sound scary, that can sound frightening, but if you're for sure that you want to have a baby, it's something to think about and to look into. And if anybody wants me to, I can do a whole nother podcast on freezing your eggs and what you can expect from that and, and what the process looks like it takes about a month or two and you'd go in for the same tests that any woman would in the fertility center and then you would pay a monthly fee to bank your eggs and you could genetically look at each one of them and you would know if it's a female or a male if you wanted to to genetically test them and then how many are chromosomally normal. When you're older and you're going or any age if you don't have if you're going into fertility center and you don't have, your your tubes aren't blocked and you don't have endometriosis and you don't have any issues that would impede the fertilization of the sperm and the egg within your womb, you would move to something called IUI or intrauterine insemination first. Doing intrauterine insemination, which is basically taking your partner's sperm or even donor sperm, And the the sperm is washed and and it's looked at and the, the best sperm are picked out of it. And they're basically inserted inside of your uterus so they get closer to your fallopian tubes where they can go up and meet your egg. Intrauterine insemination and IVF are essentially, essentially going to do the same thing. They're going to get you pregnant. But again... Just to repeat again, the reasons why you would immediately go to IVF is if you have your tubes blocked, which is done by a test with, it's called an HSG, or if you have um, something called endometriosis would be another um, significant reason. Another reason is if the sperm count is low or there's different problems with the morphology and insemination didn't work. These are reasons to go directly to IVF. And if you don't have those issues, then trying insemination first, even at these ages, isn't going to make much different because it really comes down to a quality and quantity by that point. And the inseminations are typically tried three times. So you would, we could, you could use a medication called Clomid or a medication called Letrozole. Letrozole is more common if you have an issue called PCOS, which is meaning that you have, you're not ovulating. And so the Clomid would help you. But if you try these inseminations three times, you basically have a 30% chance on each insemination to become pregnant. And more inseminations after that, you can try more and many doctors will give you three more to try. But the the, the percentage chance of you getting pregnant after three inseminations doesn't go up by much. And so you would want to move to IVF if you're, you know, depending on your situation and what your doctor says about Really, what's going on in your health. So if any of you have any questions about any of this, or you'd like me to go further into more information about egg health and looking into IVF and intrauter insemination and all these different issues or any tests, please write into mysticalmotherhood.com and I'll try to respond to your questions and get them into some of these podcasts as they come along. Now I'd like to go over some general things you should know about if you're planning on having a baby over the age of 35 and things you need to look at, even in general, you should think about. So because older women are more likely than younger women to have a baby with a birth defect, if you're older than 35, you you should definitely go in for some prenatal tests. And in general, if you're going to have a baby at all, it's really, really, really a good idea to go in for a preconception checkup, and this is a medical checkup that helps to make sure that you're healthy before you get pregnant. You're going to talk to your provider about your entire family history. If you need any vaccinations and you're comfortable getting them, you can. Um, I I recommend doing so, and a good practitioner will look at the type of. You know, look at your vitamin D level, make sure your thyroid is in order, make sure that you don't have any active STDs or um, even issues because a past history of chlamydia can, you know, issues like that, that can ca- can affect your fertility because it can cause damage to the fallopian tubes. So these are things that you all, everyone needs to look at. If you have um, any health conditions such as diabetes, high blood pressure, or even depression, your provider needs to know that. And that's also what a fertility specialist would look at. So all looking at your entire health is going to give you a bigger picture of really what's going on in your in your body and really your your body's age in general. You want to make sure that you're taking a folic, you know, folic acid at least 400 micrograms each day. Uh, folic acid is a vitamin that every cell in your body needs for healthy growth and development. And taking it before you get pregnant is going to pre- prevent you prevent the baby from having birth defects of the brain and the spine called neural tube defects. If you're overweight or you're underweight, you need to work on that. Balancing your weight and nutrient levels should be a priority before you you become pregnant and during pregnancy. The quality of what you're eating may or may not be meeting your body's requirements. And also the quantity is incredibly important to look at. So when healthcare professionals talk about weight, they usually refer to something called the body mass index, which is also referenced as the BMI. It's a calculation based on your health or your, I'm sorry, based on your height and based on your weight. And getting your BMI as close to the normal range as possible will improve your chances of getting pregnant and having a healthy baby. A BMI within the 19 to 25 range is considered normal. A BMI within the range of 25 to 30 is considered overweight, and a BMI over 30 is considered obese. Obesity can cause, again, so many health issues with blood pressure, diabetes, birth problems, and pregnancy and delivery. So nutrition, especially creating something called an anti-inflammatory diet, which is something I've talked about in my first book, Mystical Motherhood, and is also going to be talked about in my new book releasing this summer called Fertile, proper nutrition will create an, an immense amount of internal clarity and well-being and also help you with fertility. And I can go over another podcast in the future about things you need to eliminate that really, really affect fertility that have been proven in science that they do. So trans fats is something that affects fertility, making sure that you're eating the right kind of carbohydrates that are, you know, dark leafy vegetables and fruits and, and whole grained wheat or foods are vital for your health. Other supplements that can affect your egg health are CoQ10, something called DHEA. This isn't DEA or DA. DHEA is a hormone, and you don't want to take it for longer than three months, but it has some scientific research to affect your health. And you also want to make sure your vitamin D level is high. A lot of women come into the clinic and their vitamin D level is like 15, 12, I don't know what part of the country you're in right now or what part of the world, but your vitamin D level needs to be at least over 30. So taking supplementation for this is absolutely vital and you can have your practitioner test your vitamin D level really, really easily when you go in to um, see a doctor. You also want your thyroid hormone to be less than 2.5 and you don't want to see any antibodies. Um, TPO antibodies, which would mean you're going into having problems with Hashimoto's or you're about to have your thyroid affected with something. If you're having any thyroid issues and you don't know how to handle them, I highly recommend getting some of the medical medium books and I also recommend getting treatment because it can affect your fertility and your overall health and well-being. I hope I answered some of your questions today. I hope you have a better understanding of the importance of making sure your egg quality and quantity are good as you begin to plan for your family. And if you're feeling super frustrated by the process of becoming pregnant, I highly recommend you go into a fertility center and you find a good doctor that's loving and caring and doesn't push treatments on you, but fully talks to you about all the different options as you go through creating your family. And that may be genetic testing for you and your couple. That may be genetic testing for the embryos that may be describing, you know, why you need insemination or why you would need to go to IVF. There's obviously a lot of issues that can affect fertility and your health and your partners. Fertility isn't just a female problem. It's sometimes, you know, 40% male, it's 40% female, and then maybe a 10% combination and so we can't assume if you feel like you've been trying to become pregnant for a long time or you want to start a family in the future don't always assume it's it's your fault because that's a you know a society's expectation that it's the it's it's a problem with the woman and it isn't always there is a lot of issues with male's health that can affect you so there's sperm count and there's something called the morphology and it all needs to be looked at and if you have a semen analysis that is bad, you would want to get it tested again. And that goes with a lot of these tests. Um, some of the blood tests, I mean, if you have any questions, please write in to mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please, please leave a rating and uh, a message. If you want any more information about all of this, you can go to mysticalmotherhood.com. Mystical Motherhood, the book, is available on Amazon. It takes you through step-by-step to creating a conscious family. I use my background in labor and delivery and in family health to help women all over the world to plan for their pregnancy, and then take their children into the early early childhood years um, with new kinds of yogic technology and things like mantras and meditations that just change the entire family. In my new book, Fertile, I speak about behavioral epigenetics and how women... I want every single woman on this planet to know that she's the genetic engineer of her child. And so beyond the Western medicine that I just spoke about during this whole podcast, there's a whole other side of this, which is your spiritual connection to the children you're going to bring down. And there's a lot of different aspects to that. And it really has a lot to do with how much you're connected to yourself and how much you're connected to this bigger thing on earth called the goddess or God or spirit and how combining the two of those can help you create a child unlike any other. I'm so excited for Fertile to be released. And if this podcast helps you, if anything on my social media account helps you, please share it. You can find my social media accounts at pritamatma at gmail.com and mystical motherhood. I'll see you back again each week or every other week for new information all the time. I'm constantly speaking with other women and interviewing them. And if you'd like to be on the show and you have more questions, or you really need to work with me privately, please go to my website. There's, an, there's a, a lot of information on the work with me page, testimonials, the changes that women have gone through uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally that have drastically changed their life and approach to motherhood. Hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you again soon.